Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast and in today's podcast episode I'm going to do another Q&A with you. Now the questions that I've got here in front of me aren't from the question box that I typically put on my Instagram story for the podcast episodes but what they are are just five, four or five different questions that I'd recently been asked in my Instagram and Twitter DMs and I just thought I'd answer them here for you as well. Of course the people who asked me this, their handles and usernames I won't share them just because, you know, I I don't know if they would want me to share them. So that's number one. And number two, I have slightly adjusted their questions just because often it was within their own context, but I've rephrased it in a way where it's generally speaking and it can be applicable for many people, yourself included. So otherwise, let's just get stuck in. So the first question is, what are the most effective strategies for weight management in today's busy world? And I think this is a really good question just because, you know, of course, there's quite a few ways you could answer this question. But one way in which my mind goes down is effective strategies for weight management is focus on speeding up your metabolism. Now, a lot of people, potentially yourself included, aren't sure how to go about this or they're feeling quite confused but you have to get a faster metabolism if you want to not only make weight loss progress, but then keep off the weight loss progress that you've, so just maintain it basically, be able to keep the progress because the most common issue that many people have isn't actually losing weight, it's keeping the weight off that they've lost. And you know, you might be able to resonate with that as well on some sort of level. So again, what we need to focus on, number one, or yourself, or you, I could say, is you need to focus on speeding up your metabolism because chances are you've got quite a slow metabolism right now. And the way you would speed up your metabolism is prioritize strength training, not cardio for weight loss, strength training, resistance training, get stronger in the gym, gain muscle. That is going to be one of the main factors that speed up your metabolism. Prioritize your sleep more, prioritize your protein intake more, and go on more walks. Those are four things you would do very well to focus on more. Now, where people go wrong is they typically focus on more cardio, they focus on barely eating any calories, like maybe a thousand, less than a thousand a day, and they just do those two things until they break down and their body breaks down and they can't do it anymore. And then they, you know, rebound and and gain all the weight again. And they just trap themselves in some sort of vicious cycle. So again, really focus on improving your metabolism. And uh, because here's the thing, a slow metabolism many, many, many years ago was a good thing. As you know, when we were hunter gatherers as a human race, and that was our main thing, we needed the slow metabolism to survive because we didn't know where our next source of food was going to be from. But in today's day and age, where there's just an abundance of food everywhere and one of we've come so far that now one of our main issues as a society at least in the western world is obesity so again there's just an abundance of food everywhere and a slower metabolism now is a, is a more negative thing so yeah we need to speed up the metabolism by the ways that i mentioned so really focus on those ways if you don't know what to do when it comes to workouts i do have a free full body workout plan that you can grab via the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. So go and check that out. Otherwise, over to question two. So as you can see, I'm not going to go into insane depth on each question. I'm just going to kind of reel them off and then speak about them for as long as I feel like, probably less than five minutes each. Anyway, question two, what are the key nutritional considerations for people engaged in intense training? So let me say that one more time, just because I feel like I need to reread that just to understand it myself. What are the key nutritional considerations for individuals, individuals engaged in 
intense training. So again, there's a few ways I could take this question down, but I feel like one popular one that I often encounter, and this could very well apply to you, which is why I'm saying it, is that when it comes to intense training, I feel like a lot of people, potentially yourself included again, just are not eating enough food. Again, this isn't everyone, but this is something that I do commonly see when they are intensely training, they also want to be in a calorie deficit at the same time. They don't want to be eating much. Typically, it's because they want to lose weight or they think weight loss is going to happen even faster like that. But if you are intensely training, then you really need to uh, fuel and give the body what it needs. Otherwise, you're going to have an incredibly tough time making any sort of real progress. And this is especially applicable for when individuals have gone through a weight loss journey, a successful weight loss journey, they've lost a weight, but they're scared to increase calories and eat more just because they're scared of regaining the weight back, which is, that's not going to happen because now you're very physically active. Chances are you've got more muscle on you. So you actually have to start fueling yourself more, get more calories in you, get more protein in you. And this is something I can even relate to on a personal level right now. Uh, Just because I was doing a cut not too long ago, I've gone into a bulk, probably I'm getting close to my second week of bulking now. And I can already feel like a massive difference in just the energy levels that I have in regard to just when I'm working out, whether it's at the gym where I'm strength training or I'm at Brazilian jiu-jitsu even. So it just feels, it's worlds apart. And yeah, you have to just really ensure that you're consuming an adequate amount of calories and consuming enough protein as well. Once you've hit your inadequate protein intake or what your protein goal should be, then you would probably do well to prioritize calories from carbohydrates a lot more than fats, just because of course you need a specific amount of fats on a hormonal level, like that needs to be done, it's a non-negotiable, but there does come a point where you only need so many fats or or you can only have so many fats where the trade-off that you get in return, you're you're not really getting anything. Whereas with carbs, the the extra carbs are extra energy. So it's always, for as long as you're very physically active, which in this question, this person was, then that's going to help immensely with your workout sessions. And, and just your exercise in general and strength training, gaining muscle, whatever it might be. So definitely consider that. If you don't know how many calories you should consume, then I, I also have a link for a free calorie calculator that's on my website within the show notes of this podcast episode too. So you can click that, check that out and uh, find out what your calorie goal should be. Question three, are there any misconceptions or myths about strength training that need to be debunked? This is a really good question as well. It's probably one of the most commonly one, uh, common ones that I encounter. So what I'm about to say that is, and again, you know, answers could be taken down various ways on the back of this question because there are many misconceptions and myths when it comes to strength training, you know, having been involved or in and around fitness for as long as I have been. But a very popular one is when, and this is mostly females who say this, they're, t- they're worried about getting, and I say this with air quotes, too big and bulky. That's just not going to happen. And I'm not being a killjoy, of course. If you genu- genuinely want to get big and bulky, then, you know, perhaps you can achieve that. But the thing is, you already know that someone who is saying that it's not going to happen to them because getting big and bulky, quote unquote, is something that takes a lot of time and consistent effort where you are you're just very consistent you're 
you're on top of your training, you're on top of your calorie intake, you're on top of your protein, you, you're showing up weekly all the time, you're not going to just get too, you're not going to get too big and bulky just from doing some strength training here and there because it's good for you, which is typically the type of person that is asking this question is what they're going to do. So again, strength train. If you're someone, so let me rephrase what I'm about to say. If you're someone who's worried about getting too big and bulky from strength training, no, no, no. Like you are missing out on so many benefits. The best thing you can do, like the benefits are so long that just in my head, it's overwhelming me like with where I should and shouldn't start. But I do know I made a, at the time of recording this podcast episode, I think I made a post about this on both my Instagram and Twitter at Leo Alves PT on both of them or X now I should say in which I, I made an infographic and I uploaded on both of them. I think it was like two or three weeks ago, perhaps about three weeks ago. So you can just go and scroll up through, through them and, and you'll see that somewhere. But yeah, there's an abundance of benefits that come with strength training and gaining muscle. So definitely start doing it because again, just the benefits, the, the list of benefits are endless, almost endless. It's like it goes on for ages. You're, you're missing out if you're not. It's like a, the fountain of youth, basically. Number four, how can one strike a balance between achieving fitness goals and preventing injuries during workouts? So again, many ways that this can be taken down. I feel like I'm going to keep saying that. Well, I've got one more question after this and let's see if I say that again. But yeah, many ways that this could be taken down. But a way to prevent injuries during your workouts is number one, be sensible with the exercises that you're doing. Don't do do fancy things online that you saw just and, and you thought it looked cool very often the quote-unquote cool-looking, fancy-looking things that you see online, they're not actually effective. They're just done for views and engagement because that's what gets views and engagement. Often, what actually works doesn't look as cool and fancy. So just don't be reckless with what you're doing. Like, for example, BOSU ball squats. It's just not a smart exercise, especially if your goal is muscle and strength gain, which I have been predominantly speaking about throughout this podcast episode. It looks cool when you see someone else doing it, but it's not actually a very smart exercise, especially if your goal, again, is muscle and strength. There are much better exercises that you can do that don't pose as much of a risk, number one, and that are going to help get to your muscle and strength gaining goal much more efficiently. So that's just one example. Uh, Number two, take your rest days as well. And of course, this advice doesn't really apply to you if you're someone who is already struggling with consistency at the gym like you're naturally taking rest days just by not being consistent but if you are very consistent with your training and you're scared to take rest days then I'm speaking to you because this is and this is something I've been through when I first started working out very seriously I would say so it's not when I first started working out but when I would say I I first started taking it really seriously, I would easily work out like six or seven days a week, not realizing how run down my body was starting to feel because that feeling of being run down was becoming so normalized. I I couldn't tell the difference anymore just because I got so used to it. So again, respect rest days. I would say, you know, maybe don't train more than five days a week just because I would encourage at least two rest days per week, especially if you're training hard enough, especially if you're training progressive, especially if you're progressively overloading, I should say, and uh, just respect them. And this isn't to say that you have to lie on the sofa all day. You know, maybe you, you can still stay active, maybe go on a walk, do the dishes, do the laundry, do chores around the house, maybe do things that you had planned. So you can still stay active, but don't do anything intense. Don't do hit. Don't go on a run. 
don't do strength training just actually let your body relax and recover and again you know when i was taking when i wasn't taking those rest days i should say i was starting to feel like a lot of pains across my body starting to pop up and appear given enough time after a few months of it so again since i've started res- uh, respecting rest days a lot more i no longer really feel those things as well as a few other smart tweaks with my training as well of course Question number five, how does age impact your fitness journey and what can people do to stay healthy as they grow older? So yes, again, I'm going to start it off in the same way. There are various ways I could take the answer to this question down. And of course, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm not exactly old. I'm still young in the, in the grand scheme of life, especially when we think about, you know, what's the average life expectancy nowadays in Europe, we could say, because that's where I'm based, maybe what, 82? So I'm publishing this podcast episode on September the 19th, which means that today is my birthday. September the 19th is my birthday. I'm 28. So again, I'm not exactly the oldest person, but I have listened to a lot of wisdom from individuals who are much older than me and who have been strength training for much longer, for, for many, many years, longer than I've been alive. And some of them and of course I've listened to their advice because it's something I value it's something that I can apply to my my online members as well and it's something I can pl- apply to my own training because of course you know the time catches up with all of us eventually and it's something I, I do re- find very interesting you know how just maybe how would you modify it or how would you tweak it so one thing I would say is number one make sure you do con- continue resistance training so I think the worst thing that many people do when they grow older is perhaps they stop. Whereas if you don't use it, you lose it. So definitely stay on top of your resistance training. Stay consistent with it. Do what you can still. Don't stop. And that's already going to, like I said earlier, it's the fountain of youth. It's going to help you stay younger, stay moving, and just feel better about yourself as you go into older age. You won't need someone to help you off the toilet, for example. You won't need someone to, to help you go up the stairs. And these aren't my words, of course. I'm 28. Uh, well, I'm going to be 28 on the day I publish this. But again, these are what people who whose opinion I, or whose advice I really respect. And this is what they've said. So definitely do those things. Again, respect your body, respect the recovery, respect what you're putting into it. Of course, this isn't isn't to say you should never eat junk food, but, you know, be very mindful of what you're eating overall and average and uh, and rest days as well. Do you take them because your body needs rest and recovery and perhaps even more so the older you get. Otherwise, that is it for today's podcast episode. So this was never going to be a long one. It was just like a short one that I wanted to, to just get done and knock one out because, um, pause but yeah i wanted to uh just quickly record a podcast episode for you like i said it was a bit of a spontaneous one but otherwise i do hope you enjoyed this podcast episode if there's anything on future podcast episodes that you want me to speak about as i always say my inbox my my dms are always open on instagram and twitter which i know these are the two platforms i've mentioned the most but they are the two i am frequent or are mostly using right now uh, so again, don't hesitate to message me on there at Leo Alves PT on both of them. Feel free to make suggestions for what you want to hear me speak about. And otherwise, take care, have a lovely day, and I'll see you on podcast episode 113.
That wraps it up for another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. I do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, then please do consider sharing it with your friends, family, group chat, or even anyone else who you know could be interested in listening to that episode. Otherwise, if you haven't already, then please do leave a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on. And remember, all the relevant links, such as the inquiry form to potentially become a Keros Online member, my social media handles, a free fat loss guide, and a free workout plan are all also found in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you around.